Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. There we are. Hey, everyone. This is Blended Life. I'm hey Eric. Guys. This is my wife, Julie. Hey, everyone. And welcome to The Blended Life. Welcome. So tonight, we are going to get into lots of questions asked by listeners and viewers, right? Yeah, lately, our inbox and messages on Instagram and Facebook and email have been pretty full. Thanks to you guys. Which we love because we like to talk about ourselves, but it's nice. <laughs> you know, my most favorite thing about this. Speak for yourself. Well, my most favorite thing about this, though, is, and the point of Blended Life in our podcast, one of them is we don't feel alone, right? So I'm sitting here reading questions and issues, and I'm like, you deal with this, too? Yeah. Does it make you feel like we're we're not weird? It normalizes us a little bit. I totally agree. Yeah. Should we jump right into our first one? Yes. You want to start? You want me to start? You going to start? I'm going to start. We're going to go in order. If you've been on social media and you've seen the four things I've posted that we're going to talk about, we'll go in that order. Right. Um, And just know we're not going to say names or, you know, it's just general questions. I want people to know that if you do write into us, we keep it pretty... Private? Private. Cool. So the first one, it deals with Halloween. Mm. And different expectations between spouses for the kids during Halloween. Okay. So someone wrote into us saying, can I ask you for your thoughts on this situation? My husband and I brought one of our own child into our family, his son, 11, and my daughter, 9. So they each had oh, a they child both, of they their own. They both brought own. one into the family. Yeah. I see what we're doing. Okay. Okay. We have two daughters together, age five and three. Okay, so So this is a family of six. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Four children. You guys are amazing. Already I'm impressed. Okay. This year we decided we would not participate in trick-or-treating. My husband was firm and stern in his beliefs and said he cannot go against something that he feels so strongly about. So I took the girls to watch fireworks and they loved it. Okay. Well, way to do something productive, like do something else so yeah. that your kids aren't home. It's like people who out. it's like people who celebrate different holidays, but don't celebrate Christmas, but yet they still do things. Yeah. You know? Okay. Cool. Okay. However, yesterday was the changeover day for my stepson. My stepson went trick or treating, so she wrote me. Well, whatever. My stepson went trick or treating before hockey. And my husband picked him up from hockey. Does that say hockey? It does say hockey. Nice. For real. <laughs> and oh. then in parentheses, she says, totally okay. His mom's house, her rules, which is a great point. And I'm glad that this um, listener put that in there because it's true. Yeah. But my stepson brought his Halloween loot to our house. And my husband is totally okay with it. He does not see the problem. I feel like if it was so, if he was so firm in his beliefs, he would have a brought the bag of candy back to the step, my stepson's mother's house, like taking it back or taking it away altogether and give it back to the stepson when he's returning to his mom's house. Mm -hmm. She said, my heart is broken for my girls and I am pissed about the double standard and hypocrisy of my husband. Your thoughts and insight would be appreciated. I see both sides of that. Because so I, do I. Yeah, because I feel like we often get caught on both sides of that. 
But <laughs> so you're part, not alone. The girl. part where she says that her heart breaks for the girls, like I get that because basically one kid is getting something that the other kids aren't, you know, and they had something taken away from them, I guess. You know, that makes it kind of rough, right? Well, it's hard when you and your spouse don't agree on a holiday tradition. Yeah. That right there would be really hard to reconcile. But I love how they made up for it by doing something productive, going to fireworks. Yes. That's awesome. But what happens here is that if you both don't agree that Halloween is not to be celebrated and one person is just giving in to the other person, that right there, never mind the candy that's brought home in the house afterwards by a child, but that right there creates a seed of resentment. All around, from parents <laughs> to children. I mean, and that's why I tell people, it's just, it's, and I, you know, look, you're never going to see eye to eye with your spouse on everything well, that goes on in right. your blended family. Um, but if you are dating or you are fiancéed, you know, have the holiday conversation before you walk down the aisle. Have a Gosh, plan of attack. There are so many conversations to have. <laughs> we That's, had none. So. Maybe you do a blog. <laughs> maybe your next blog is on conversations to have. Oh, dear. Before. It'd be like a 20-page blog. But maybe. But, I mean, what yeah. good insight. But this is why it's important to take your time. If you guys are listening, if you have some insight, like talks, conversations that you guys should have had before you got married that you're finding out now, Maybe email us, message us, leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. And see, the thing is, is that when you're in love and planning a wedding, you are so caught up in the goal of walking down the aisle and so caught up in the love. And that's wonderful. And I can't tell you how many people just don't think it's going to happen to them. Like, oh, I know we disagree on religion, but it'll be fine. You know, oh, we disagree on holidays or vacations or Whatever it may be, and it'll be fine. They're just huge knots in your cords. But the thing is, it's like as you as you are married and together, and some of that romance and newness and shininess wears off, things will affect you. I mean, right. it's you know, if you've been married before, you know this. Um, anyway, so back to this listener's situation. Agree. I see both sides. Yeah. So how do you how do you? I I think what needs to happen is. The kids did nothing wrong here. The kids are having fun, and the kids are able to have fun and to come back and punish a kid for that, which she isn't implying, but I'm just saying. Like, a lot of times you want to be angry at the kid because why did you bring that back and whatever Do you it may think be. that the kid... The kid think, did nothing wrong. But do you think taking the candy away from the kid is a form of punishment? A little bit. I think the best way, me personally, the best way to handle this now is this came to the house this situation is already there i think there's a couple ways of going about it you either take the candy have the talk with the kids like why we didn't do this and bring them to light of what happened and maybe i mean it's a bummer for the one kid but it's also a bummer for the other kids who don't have candy maybe we disperse this you know or maybe the parents hold on to it and certain times you get it the other flip side to that is you know like we go out and we get candy for everyone but somehow it has to be evened out. And I think the heart of it, though, isn't the kid bringing the candy home. I think the heart of it is um, mom and dad need to talk. Mom and dad need to discuss this. And where you're feeling this resentment, talk about it. And be like, this is how I'm feeling and this is why I'm feeling this. And maybe don't start pointing the fingers because dad's stuck between a rock and a hard place kind of too, Right. Like, yeah, he should have stood up a little bit differently, but sometimes you just get put in these positions where it just, you know, maybe he didn't even know it was coming over at the time, however it played out. Yeah, it's just interesting because if it was something that mattered so much to me, right? I mean, my ex would have been made aware of that it's not welcomed in our home. Right. So the conversation with the ex or the stepmom should have been handled by the husband, like, I don't believe in this holiday. I don't support my child participating in this holiday. And so any loot that is coming back from said holiday is not welcome in our home. And that mom should have been respectful enough to the dad to kind of facilitate that too. 
unless you know she's just thinks that's funsies to create issues. Yeah, which some do. Some do, I mean. <laughs> and it's terrible because that is the way it happens sometimes. It does happen that way. So, but, but you are a family unit. You guys need to sit down and you need to discuss why it's an issue with you and how to resolve this and not let this happen again. Right. Like, next... don't let this go on next year. Yeah, right? and don't hold this in next year. Have the conversation now. Like, I totally. mean, I'm talking like in the next, 24 to 72 hours like find time and squash this now otherwise you're going to carry it you're going to bury a little bit and it's going to resentment's going to start piling up and you're going to forget why but it's still going to be there anyways totally but I do have to say I I completely and I think I even emailed her back and said I get where you're at girl because I would feel the same way like, it is such a hypocrisy, and it's one thing to have your own kids miss out on something because you're trying to honor your husband. So if your kids are missing out on something that's honoring your spouse, and then to have that come back and be, like, in everyone's faces would be extremely hard to deal with and would not be okay to just sweep it under the rug and not deal with it. And your husband should honor you too. You know, your feelings should, like your thoughts, and and it doesn't feel good. Like your husband doesn't want you to look at him like a hypocrite. You know, I don't think that feels good for any spouse to look at, you know. so No, so you have to approach it like without the anger, without the resentment. That's the best way to approach it. And just be like, look, we need to have a talk. You know, don't come at it being angry. Just like, hey, let's talk about this. What is the happy, like, what would you say a happy, like, if this was us, if you didn't believe in, if, if this yeah. was us, no, how would that work out? I don't even know, honestly. <laughs> do you want the truth how it would work out, or do you want, like, how it should work out? <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, no, like, really, like I said, like, you need to just be like, look, this isn't all right with me, and just approach it, and have this conversation sooner than later. You need to talk about this. Yeah, and just opening up discussions will lead you down a path of resolution. And whatever well, it just you... keeps the communication lines open. You know, if something's not right, talk about it. Yeah. Don't carry it around. Yeah. But I don't, and it's hard because I even to give advice on what's right or wrong in the situation. Your family is completely unique from our family. How we would deal with it is probably way worse. Than how you have a you better way of dealing with this? <laughs> Leave us a message. Let us know yeah. how you would deal with this. Also, while you're on there... Leave us some reviews. Oh, I've noticed dear. a couple of people have given Lord. us some of those five-star reviews we've talked about, and yeah. I'm <laughs> super grateful for that. Thank you. But if you guys are listening to this, give us those thumbs up. Give us those reviews. If you're watching this right now on YouTube, you can thumbs it up. And yeah. uh, leave those comments and questions because, obviously, we're going to read them back to you. Our next question is, have you two ever had to deal with issues with friends in marriage? My husband thinks my best friend hangs around too much and we have finally got to the root of it that he feels like he has to share attention with her, which makes no sense to me, but I am not in his body and emotions. <laughs> I am currently a stay-at-home mom and take care of the house and the children mm-hmm. and she lost her job. She comes to help me and has babysat for our kids so we could spend time together. He says he has no issues with her one moment, then next says she's not welcome over. Mm. I get this. I've dealt with this in um, my previous marriage um, where we had friends around quite often. And what that does is... Like friends on both sides or friends on one side? Um, like you both had friends over equal amount no, or was no, it? I, I, I've seen both sides of it. I've, I've looking back in hindsight mm-hmm. been like, man, I used to hang out like, for instance, when I was building a vehicle for SEMA, mm-hmm. which is going on right now out in Las Vegas. And it's the biggest car show in the United States of the year for it, it, It's basically a tuner, you know, you, you build cars, all the, all the brands, the big brands are there. It's a week-long event, and people build vehicles for these. They show off their new products. So basically, you're building, and it's always like, hey, we're going to build this for SEMA this year. And 
you come down to this last month or two and it's like, this is crunch time. So now all your time is spent building this vehicle or vehicles that you're working on, working on the projects, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, if you're in the industry, it's constantly crunch time up until this week of SEMA. And then all of a sudden you go to Vegas and you're in Vegas for a week. So your family, which uh, some good friends of mine, I just saw them trick-or-treating and said, hey, where's your husband? <laughs> he's building his car, you know, and now he's over there. And I think I think she and the kids go there also. But what what it does is you're focusing all your attention into this other person, you know, or a vehicle or, you know, there's other people around. So I was building this vehicle and um, I had two other buddies that I was building this thing with and a lot of my time went into hanging out with them, not to hang out with them, but to work on this vehicle and get this thing ready, right? So what I was doing is I was losing focus and not giving my family 110% of my focus and my time and my attention, and things just get put on the back burner. Yeah. Well, what that does is that opens up doors to allow for other people to come in. I mean, you know, harmless relationships even. Right. You know, but all of a sudden it puts gaps and it puts distance. But I think really what this person is getting at is her best friend is hanging out all the time and her husband is craving one-on-one attention. He wants to come home. He wants to spend time with his wife and his children, you know, and not have this other person around. And I'm sure he doesn't completely dislike her. I I, I bet if you two weren't <laughs> weren't together that he'd be totally fine to hang out with this person, you know, like to have this person around with another group of friends. But what it's doing is it's taking his attention or your attention away from him and they don't have that one-on-one time anymore. Yeah. And let me say something to this viewer of ours, how lucky you are. I'm assuming you have a pretty good marriage. I'm assuming that your husband and you love each other. Okay. So having said that, sorry, we are now playing with my phone apparently. Um, Having said that, if your marriage is in fact solid, then you do in fact love each other and want to be around each other. I would love to say how lucky you are that you have a husband who even cares and wants your attention, wants you around. A lot of marriages get lost in friendships with other people. So, I think if you can have that perspective, I was raised an only child. So, having people around is kind of off-putting to me to begin with. I would totally be your husband if I was in your marriage. Um, I don't love anyone around me all the time anyway as is. And to have, it would make me very uncomfortable. I wouldn't enjoy Enjoy that. Never mind attention being elsewhere, but that's your home. That's your safe place. That's your safe haven. And regardless of the marriage and the attention aspect, which I think is a valid point, I would also say that your husband probably wants to come home to his home and be able to walk around in his underwear if he wants, to be able to pee with the door open if he wants. You know, your home is kind of your place to to relax and unwind and having a guest in your home kind of takes away from that aspect of coming home at the end of the day or just being in your home. And so also maybe think of it like that too. Well, and then the next part of it is when he comes home and he wants to have a conversation with you, he's not just having a conversation with you now. He now not only has your input, but he has this other person's input most likely. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's the just, influence of having another dynamic. person around. Right. And then the resentment starts setting in. And then he's at work thinking, I'm working my tail off while this person is hanging out, eating my food, using my water, you know, using oh, my electricity. I didn't think of that, but yeah. But that's what, and I'm not even saying that he's there yet, but stuff like that can spark up. Yeah. And then I mean, the resentment seed and root just starts to just grow and yeah. grow and grow. And at the end of the day, your husband really doesn't not like your friend, most likely. He yeah, just he just wants is, his home to be his home. It's like it's and like his it, wife to be his wife yeah. and simple. Yeah. And you you add people and it complicates things. It totally complicates things because so that's not levels. 
Yeah, because that's not truly what your marriage is and that's truly not what your family is. Yeah. So maybe you start setting a little bit of boundaries, you know, to where, um, you know, you know your husband's going to be, you know, home at a certain time. Maybe your friend doesn't stay past that time, you know, maybe. Um, maybe. maybe you make plans to leave the house, you know, maybe have a frank conversation with your husband and ask, is it an attention thing? Is it you're uncomfortable coming home with a guest in the house and it gets old real fast. That would get old for me really fast. Once in a while, not a big deal. Right. If it's a consistently consistent thing, I would not want to come home. And do you want a husband who doesn't want to come home? Do you want to have a spouse who, and I have a feeling this is going to be an answer that she's not going to like. No, you know what though? I to- and again, I totally get this because, you know, and I gave the example of where I've been like that, mm-hmm. but that was more of me being distant. But my ex used to hang out with her friends all the time. Yeah. And it does. It just, it wears on you because you can't just come home and be 100% comfortable in your home. That's right. You can't. You just, there's always, and whether you totally like the person or not, this could be your sister. This could be even his best friend. This could be in-laws, you guys. And it, that's, and it happens quite this a bit like that. This could be your kids' friends. But I, after a know. while, it just, you have that extra set mm-hmm. of input and- yeah. It doesn't allow you to be 100% who you are. Yeah, and I just think this is a boundary that needs to be respected. You know, I think that you should be able to have time with your friends, so schedule it, plan for it, you know, um, but make it a make it a less of a you know live-in situation. You know what's awesome about this, though? Situation. You know what's awesome about this? What's that? Is it's gotten, it hasn't gotten to the point to where she's finding out too late. He's he's voicing his, uh, his opinion about this, you know. He's telling you about this in those times where he says that, that it's all right cool. that your friend that you know that he, you know, made it, it basically made it sound like he was on one side of the track and then the other. That's him basically trying to be all right with it, mm-hmm. but then he gets pushed to that point where he's yeah. like, "I can't deal with this. I don't even want her. She's not welcome here." Right. Whatever. That's him getting pushed past that line. But at least he's communicating this to you now. So listen to him. Take his advice and just listen to him. Now you don't him saying that she's not welcome there. That's him just that's him going Kyle and punching a wall. That's him just <laughs> going, breaking. You yeah. know? But well, he's that's true. Yeah, he's voicing his opinion like he doesn't like this. So take that listen to him. Take that advice from him yeah. and just be like, all right, we need to figure out how to calm this down. Yeah. And when you got married, you're you vowed to choose your spouse over yeah. anyone else and do that do that i mean that's a vow and i'm sorry it sucks sometimes that means self-sacrifice and best friends Truly. can be awesome <laughs> you know and you know hopefully your husband eventually is your best friend we have a um listener who okay. wants to chime in so courtney says my ex-husband was the same way he always had someone around which left no good t- quality time to really connect as a couple which isn't fair to either person. It starts to feel like a marriage of three. Yeah. And which now some people are into, Yeah, but right? you know what? That's that third wheel thing that, like I was saying, like when you, you go to discuss something, you know, you come home, you had a bad day at work, you want to discuss it. You're not getting your spouse who you married, who you vowed to be there with. You're not getting just their opinion. Now you're getting someone else's opinion. And whether their opinion is good or, or bad or indifferent, whatever, yeah. You he don't want to even... hear it. You want to have that conversation with your spouse. I made a joke and you totally didn't even take it. Which one? The some people are into their spouse bringing home a friend. <laughs> not funny. I have buttons for you. Oh, I'm not going to press them this true time. True stories. True stories. It's not even a bleep button. It's anyways. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. You yeah. need that button. How about this one? <laughs> That's crickets. Dear Lord. Okay. Anyway, so I think we just beat that question to a pulp. Yeah. I think it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. And I think it's an easy fix. And I think it just takes an honest conversation with your friend and to let her lay out the bit. Like, if you have a really Let's good keep friend. Let's this. Well, we didn't address Skip this. It. Like, what do you say to the friend without hurting her feelings, right? Yeah. This is going to get brought up. So, if your friend's a true friend, you should be able to sit her down and say, I need to create some boundaries here in my marriage. I need to put first before our friendship. That's truly how it should be. And my husband's just... It's not just, you, it's me. It's not you, it's my husband. It's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you just have to sit down and have an honest conversation. Yeah, it's all and about your friend that. will understand or she's not a real good friend. Yeah, it's all about that honesty. You know. 
<laughs> Brooke says she's got it. All right, moving on. Is it my turn? Sure. Your turn. It's my turn? Okay. Let's do this. I just went, but we'll go again. Uh, question for you two. I have been married for six years, and my stepdaughter, who is 16, lives with us full-time, and her bio mom is not involved at all. Well, let's say she plays mom. <laughs> Quote marks. <laughs> When it works, every stepmom has her. done this. Yeah, right. I have two bio kids that are both away at college. I raised them as a single mom, and they are happy, functioning young adults. My husband has enabled his daughter for sixteen years, and honestly, I have a lot of resentment built up, and I would love to be able to let it go. I resent the fact that her bio mom is allowed to be absent. But when she does want to play a role, my husband makes it very convenient for her. I resent my stepdaughter because I feel she doesn't appreciate all that I do and she shows no appreciation for it. But when her mom does one thing, it's a huge ordeal and she is over the moon thankful. This life is so hard. I love my spouse, but I... I'm not in love with my stepdaughter and honestly don't even like her because of all my build-up resentment towards her. I want to change this because it has done nothing but make me unhappy as a person and I now suffer from anxiety, depression, etc., etc. because of this blended family. I would love any advice that you two may have. Okay, I'm ready. Are you? Amen, sister. Part of this breaks my heart. Well, amen, sister. And I want you to know that every, like, welcome to stepmotherhood. I don't know what to tell you. You're not alone. This is something I would say 80% of stepmoms feel. Um, I don't think you should get yourself worked up and care so much about a situation you can't change. You have no control over your husband or what your husband is going to do or facilitate for his child to have interactions with the mom. I think that a mother-child relationship is sacred, and I say that as a mom and a stepmom. I would never, ever come between my stepson or my stepdaughter and their biological mother. You will never, regardless of my feelings about her, you would never hear me say a negative word about her to my stepchildren or prevent her from ever seeing them or having contact with them. That is my belief. I think it's sacred, and I think I think it's sacred because I'm a mom myself, so I have that piece of the puzzle, but I think that you really just have to step back and respect that kids are always going to want their moms whether they see them once a year, twice a year, every other weekend. It's a natural biological need kids have. Got to get over it. As far as resenting your stepchild for showing no appreciation, welcome to step parenthood. Again, if you're going to operate out of being upset from that all the time, you're going to be upset all the time. Can I point out one thing? The, the part in this that... What breaks really your heart? Well, well, that, well, that really stands out to me which feels like the biggest just blow to you is this part where your stepdaughter champions her mother when she does the littlest thing but doesn't recognize what you do. Now, that seems like the hardest part about this, probably, because you're like, man, I live for this kid. Yep. I do everything day to day. Yep. But step back, and that should be the biggest, like, reward trophy for you and I know that sounds twisted and weird but the reason being is because her mom does so little for her that when she does something it's so bright it's so apparent to her that she does have to get excited for it now yeah, that is sad that's a different perspective than I right had. now that's a good you do so have. much for her and it's so normal and I know this because I'm telling our kids all the time how blessed they are how good they have it you know, how spoiled you are, whatever it may be, because it's normal to them. So she's not excited about this now, and she's not thanking you for this now, and she's 16, and she's just caught up in life, 
and only sees those fun, exciting things that mom does for for her. But you are going to be the one who's going to get the long-term, like, thank yous. And when she thinks about who raised her and where all of her life lessons come from, they're all going to stem back to you. So it might not feel like a good pat on the back now, but give it years, you know, give it 10, 20 years. And I know that sounds like a lifetime and it actually is like two lifetimes, but really it's all going to come back to you and it will eventually come around. Yeah. And you know, there's no law that says you have to fall in love with your stepchild in reverse. There's no law that says you get married and your stepchild magically falls in love with you. And I think we all have to get rid of this romanticite, like, because you will just live a life of disappointment if that is the lens you're viewing it from and your point of reference. If it happens, what a blessing, right? But also, but you show up regardless. Like, that is what you it. signed up for. So you need to focus less on the appreciation and, and less on the I don't love him or her and she doesn't love me because that's not the point. But live by examples. Set examples. Yeah. I guess the point is when you marry into a blended family, you're you're signing up to do all the menial tasks. You know, you're there to be there for the family. And, you know, you married your spouse. You didn't marry your stepkids. And so the stepkids will eventually move on. I was going to say, here's the silver lining. She's I mean, 16, hopefully. You have two years. legally two years right well unless your 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 husband's going to just be like live here forever i don't care yeah which would be detrimental to a marriage and that's conversation you guys have yeah but hopefully she's getting set up to you know go to college or go out on her own and if that's the case you only have two more years of this so make those the best two years well make those the best two years don't live in resentment and become angry and bitter and you can tell it's it's physically affecting you let go of that a little bit know that you can't control a lot of that Mm -hmm. and just two more years so just live a good two years and just be like all right you know well and you know a coping mechanism that is is frowned upon because it's not all rainbows and sunshine and glitter but sometimes it's best just to emotionally take a step back from the situation right if it's something you can't control you have no power over what is the sense in engaging and putting yourself emotionally on the line for a situation like that? You know, guard your heart a little bit. I wrote a blog on this. Go read it. I think it might help because I think that you have to, as a stepmom, guard your heart a little bit because you're not the biological mom. Regardless if you do everything and then something else, you know, you're not the biological mom. And that's okay, you know. So I think that what you can do is guard your heart, and that's what you can control. You can control your emotions. You control what you're engaging in, what you're choosing to let upset you, what you walk away from. And, you know, um, you can't control your stepkids necessarily, especially if you don't have your husband's support in it. So you just kind of have to exist because that, that you know, you're, are you going to break up your family over it? Is it worth walking away from the family over. But a lot of people focus on the kids in these situations. That's because it's what everyone tells you to focus on is the kids, right? No, but I'm talking about like when it comes down to the negativity of it, you know, and kind of like the last question, stop blaming the kid for most of it, you know? And I, and I see that it's not an easy thing to do. You know, it's one of those things that's, it's even, it's easy for us to do, you know? Talk to your spouse about it. Again, communication. If you're having issues and you're seeing issues, um, talk with your spouse about it. When the kid's not around, when the kid's not even at the house, where the kid can't hear the conversation, and just lay it out. And again, don't bring that resentment to that conversation. Just talk about it and be like, look, here's my issues that I have. What are we going to do about them? You know, is there anything we can do about them? Right, because this probably will always be. Like, know that. And I've I've talked to, I have a really good friend who I dance with, and her, she's older, and so her kids are grown, but she said the hardest part of her blended family life was her stepdaughter, who was a teenager, 
and her teenage daughter almost broke up their marriage. And that's a very common thing, if you allow it. You know, I think that both parents have to be aware enough about what's going on with the kids to protect their marriage even over the stepkid. I don't know if a lot of couples are self-aware or, you know, because a lot of times you put your kids before your marriage or your kids can do no wrong and your spouse is like a second-class citizen in your home. And what happens with that is that the kids get the benefit of the doubt, not the spouse, even in little things. And I will tell you, it breaks trust in a marriage when the kids are getting the benefit of the doubt and not the spouse. And um, that's a really hard place to come back from. And so if you both aren't on the same page, I don't, I don't really know what to say about that. Yeah, it makes a team. It tightens up the team. You know. But um, it is, um, Brooke says, um, she writes in, also, you shouldn't resent the stepchild. Because when they grow up, they won't be a stepchild anymore, and they will resent you twice as much. That, yeah, that was kind of my point. Is like, like battle lines drawn, right? Yeah, yeah. Just clear the air, do what you need to do, and just set the best examples. Be the best person that you can be. Be the best mom in the house you can be. The best wife you can be. Because she's seeing how you're being a wife. She's seeing how what you're letting go and what you're not letting go, how you're handling situations. And she's in a tough place. The stepdaughter's in a tough place where she might just be kind of poking at little things or showing how excited she is to kind of get under your skin. And she might be doing little things that are subliminal kids. Well, and she might resent that you're there and her mom's not. But yeah, but she might be doing it to see what what the reactions are and get reactions, you know? So when she totally champions her mom... She might be doing that just to be like, look, my mom still exists, you yeah. know, but it, it, a lot of it comes down to the kid. That's how the kid's coping with that stuff. You oh, know? kids what, act out all the what time. What breaks my heart so much about this is mm-hmm. my, my daughter, who's truly my stepdaughter, you know, and we've talked about this. I've raised her since she was a baby. Her relationship used to be like that with her dad. He would only do things for her, you know every so often and you know show up that you know christmas time only has presents you know but is vacant the rest of the time in in her life you know and she would get so excited about that yeah she has a doorstep full of presents you know but then where is he the other you know 364 days of the year yeah (laughs) nine out of 12 months you know for the most part and it's just so hard to watch but eventually she sees through this you know and she's on the other side of that now. And that's something that you've dealt with a little bit. But when the parents are only there for part of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and they're and they're classified as Disneyland mom or dad, you know, it makes it really hard for the kids. So your ki- your stepchild's going through a lot, you know, and this is how she knows how to deal with it. And, you know, it doesn't help to, to show a kid tough love. It helps to just show a kid love, regardless of how much they want to push back. And if they push back to the point to where you can't even talk to them, don't just be like, well, I'm not going to talk to you then, you're a little brat. Just be like, all right, well, I'm here if you ever need me. And go on about your your house, you know, wifely duties and just be there. Yeah. And, you know, teenagers are hard enough. And even biological moms think they have the most thankless job in the world. So I don't mean to just say that it's all stepmoms. It's just welcome to parenthood. I feel like everyone <laughs> feels that it's a thankless fruitless job sometimes um but I think that kids are just you know if you can't show love because you don't feel love then I can understand that so replace the word love for grace you know extend a little grace into what she is going through too I am a child of divorce a nasty divorce between my parents and have said, like, laid down my relationship to my dad. I've talked about it a million times on here in my 30s, right? It took me till my mid-30s to do that, to see the light. And it didn't happen overnight. It took I mean, I was in therapy (laughs) for, like, daddy issues for so long. Um, It informed my relationship decisions, you know. um, It really does affect kids and... You know, I will say my stepdad, who I've also had a really hard relationship with at times, has been consistent and constant. And 
I really value that. I value that in our relationship more than my 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 own with my biological father. And my relationship with my stepdad has been horrible at times. I mean, I couldn't the there you wouldn't you would not believe. But you love him at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you truly he's, care because about him this at is the what, end when of the I day. when I write about consistency matters. You can get through a lot if you're consistent. You can get a lot of you can get through a lot of shit. Thank you. I was waiting for that, right? You can get through a lot of shit if there's consistency <laughs> to counteract it. Um, and so, I think that's all I want to say you about know, it's that. Funny, Courtney, I, I bleep you out on all this, yet, like, off camera, I'm like, wah! Oh, I just, Jessica wrote me today, and she's like, thinks it's so funny that you get annoyed that I cuss on air. And I'm like, he's a sailor off the air. Because, like, he cusses all the time. Because one of our categories that we're categorized under is... Family. Family. Well, it's... So, I try to keep it, at least yeah. myself, I guess this is good for me. This kind of keeps me in check a little bit. A little bit. At least for an hour of the day. But she says... I think I cuss like, in my sleep sometimes. Tell Eric the listeners want him to be his true authentic oh. self. Yeah, there. Oh, there, oh, there. he said it. We're just gonna guys. leave this on. We're gonna go ahead and just. Oh, it doesn't stay on. So Courtney says sometimes with teenagers, as I am finding, it is hard to remember how old they really are. When we react and feel, it's hard to take a step back and look. Sometimes I feel that the advice helps someone with what that advice helps someone. Some sorry, cannot read tonight. That advice helps some with what I am going through. Thanks, guys. and then jessica says give the people what they want eric give them what they want peer pressure and courtney says we love sorry i didn't shave my legs today oh oh my gosh (laughs) you are wearing your cup well i have to that i might kick you in the balls okay thanks ball sack okay penis because i can (laughs) do you even know what that is no not anymore all right, should we move on? Well, let's, I hope that answered. Move on. Okay. To do it. Moving We're moving on. On to our fourth question. All right. Look at us flow, man. <laughs> We're professionals We're at this. Prof- We're not professionals. But I do have something I want to talk about at the end. So, um, okay. All right. So for Christmas, my dad, fourth question. For So for Chris, Christmas, my dad wants to gift our family a five, family of five, a trip a very expensive trip that will cost around $3,000 a person for the week. My dad is very concerned paying so far in advance for my stepson to go as my husband is going through the court right now and mediation for custody. The trip will be the months uh, will be months away so we don't know how that will turn out if he gets custody, she would miss two weekends of her time. If she gets custody, he would have to miss a week with her. And there's that. So basically, there's like custody issues. She, they don't know if they're going to have her or not, if she'll be able to go or not. Dad doesn't, her dad doesn't really want to front the money. I get that. So they need to get a passport, get it notarized, which she doesn't think that the other people will sign off. Yeah. On. Yeah. Um, and so she would also need to apply for a birth certificate since she won't give my husband a copy. <laughs> nice. Classy. Um, there is so many what ifs that could happen that I told my husband, maybe just the four of us should go. We have two bio kids together and explain to the stepson who is 14, the situation and how we would like him to go, but we don't know if it can happen and how things are with how things are going right now. My husband is upset. He wants us all to go or none. I told him if he chooses not to go, that's fine. But me and our kids will go either way. Has anyone dealt with this kind of situation? <laughs> no. I have no idea what this is oh, like. Oh, man. Well, first of all, that custody part, the courts and dealing with all of that, that is a huge red flag. And we've dealt with that because, who I just mentioned, my daughter, who's my stepdaughter, has, we've planned trips with her. And she's had to go to the other parent's house or something happens. And we've literally spent, well, not we, my mom. Okay. We as a family. Yeah. Have spent. But it's like same situation. Yeah. 
thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, lost dollars that don't yeah. get recuperated. So a quick, like if a, a quick thing that you can kind of help the situation, if you think maybe it might work out, but it might not, airline tickets you can usually buy insurance for, and it costs a little bit more, like maybe what, $150, I think is what it is. Generally, like roughly speaking, don't quote me on that. So there's a little bit of insurance if you're like, all right, we're just buying airline tickets ahead of time. A hotel room's still going to be the same, um, whatever else. You know, if you can, if you, usually the big part that you lose out on, on the airline. So if you can do an insurance plan on that ticket, that's always a good thing. But the other part is there's no way of knowing. <laughs> and I just say that from my own personal experience that sometimes things happen with the other kids that are so out of your control and you just can't, you can't control that. So your dad being concerned, wanting to buy this is awesome that he wants to buy this in the first place, but him being concerned is like completely valid because it is, uh, it's a big concern that, you know, kind of has a 50, 50 chance. Or if you guys are in court and she's dealing like that, it kind of has more of like a 10 to 15% chance of actually working out. Right. And you know, it is hard as a, as a, you know, she's a biological mother and a stepmother. And so I don't, I personally don't think it's right that kids should have to miss out on an experience. Like, should these kids, should the other two kids never get to go to Europe and get that, their eyes open to that because of a different situation that it's not their fault that they're here and that they have a step sibling and yeah. the step sibling is not able to go like these two kids, it's not their fault. And so as a child, my parents traveled a lot with me as a kid. I got to go to Europe, right? I got to go to Spain. I got to go do a bunch. Of, and I, it opened my eyes to the world. You know, truly the world is so much bigger than the United States of America. And for kids to be able to see that firsthand and have their eyes open to different cultures and experiences is kind of a priceless and, thing. And languages, <laughs> sign when we do sign language yeah anyway but I you know so I don't think that kid you know I don't think it's I would have a very hard time with my kids missing out on a life experience that they may never have again you know um and but do you see the dad side of that though where the dad's like I feel like if I get all or go, none yeah but then don't marry someone and have more kids yeah, that's kind of late now, but I totally, you know but I totally I mean? see, I totally see I his side that. on it too. I get this that. is, this is my life in so many situations. I get stuck between a rock and a hard place. So how do I do this? How do I take my whole family minus one on a trip, you know? But that's not blended leave. life. Like it's it, not, it's, it's not, it, you, you know, not all kids are going to be at everything all yeah, the time. It's not equal. It's, it's such, not, we've talked about that so many times. Yeah. It's just not, is that you our know? next t-shirt? <laughs> not, not equal. created equally <laughs> but it's true i mean you know is is it it's not you know the stepchild doesn't live in that house full time right that's not an all or none situation that kid's in and out of the home it's not a fit it's not an even playing field for no, kids again and, like this breaks my heart like because but that's it's the, the truth it's the reality yes i get it I get you know, it. and so I kind of like this husband who decided to remarry and make more kids in a different situation for these two kids and his stepson. Like he chose that. Well, this is a consequence of that choice, right? Like, okay, you all are not physically, the mom is going to have the stepson on times and he's going to miss out on things the family all does together. Or truly, you know, you just, you see that this is coming and you try to do your best to play nice and, um, you know, work up the situation to where you can ask for this. You know, you guys are going through court right now, or it sounds like you are. You know, maybe put this in the court orders that you guys are allowed, what, two weeks? How, how Like, you guys have vacation time. Yeah, so my situation, it's written in, we get two weeks a year, and I kind of have to be like, okay... I don't really have a say, you know, we're, we're respectful of you each other. You talk about it a, a, ahead of time, but it's like, Hey, yeah. we, we're putting this on the calendar and, um, tell us how it works out just so 
I mean, maybe this is something they, no, really. Well, no, I mean, our our friend Brooke had deal with vacation issues with, she's got two stepchildren, um, and she was trying to get a vacation that was paid for by somebody else and trying to get the, the biological mother's approval to be even able to do that was, it's just daunting when you haven't crossed, you haven't gone down that road before. So also, you know, it, it ended up working out, but it's hard. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, you know, you don't know how the outcome's going to be, but don't borrow trouble, trouble. You know, I feel like if you put positivity out there and you come at it from a respectful, yeah. nice place, unless you have a truly terrible, bad person as an ex, then it should work out for you. I mean, who, what ex is going to allow their child to miss out on an opportunity too of a lifetime? Like that would be a pretty horrible thing as a parent to do. I want to say hi to Riley. <laughs> hi, Riley. Who's Riley? Riley's Brooks counterpart oh. who has been typing in. Hey, Riley. Riley's a welder, t- right? Yes. I got to see Riley and meet him. You did not. I did not. You were playing hockey. Um, okay, so I'm going to go, and Riley says this, um, family vacation intentions are hugely different than the reality of it. Amen, yes. brother. Yes. Common sense says put any uh, or all reasons in the opposite party to say no or hold. Wait until things settle with a court order. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, that's what, yeah, getting into this right when you started reading that they're in court about this, it's like, oh. This isn't going to work out well because really court is just a battlefield. That's all it is. Who's going to win? And if you have lawyers involved, it just gets even dirtier. Yeah. And you know, but I also, Ted, because Brooke and I were talking about this for her situation too. I'm like, what judge is really, if you brought this before a judge, because sometimes it is you truly have to go to court to be able to travel with kids. Like that's what has to happen. But I'm thinking, I'm like, what judge? I mean, the bi- the other biological parent would have to have a very good reason to say no. You know, to yeah, convince a judge live, like... <laughs> we live in California, and I saw some of the wildest things in the, the amount of time I was in court. Stuff that I would not have even made up that got passed and put through and like... We I live, just can't we picture live, a judge being like denying a child and lifetime again, experience again, you know, like, yeah, it, I guess some, it's, yeah, it's all, that is true. Right. It's, like that's a scary thing about judges is that they don't, it's kind of subjective. They all do what they want. Yep. A yep. different answer, yep. different and, judge and what lawyers in, in there. And yeah. Oh, and some of them, and some of them pick favorites. and choose who's <laughs> looking prettier on that day. I usually lost that battle. No. Anyways. Um, yeah, I just think that's something that the husband's going to have to let go. And I think that the airline ticket thing is genius. You know, fork over the money to your dad to buy that insurance. Yeah, it's and it's not much. You know, we're talking like if you if you guys are traveling out of the country, yeah. it's probably 1800 bucks or more a person. You know, what's another $150 to get that $1,800 Unless back? they're doing excursions, excursions and things. Yeah. I mean... Um, but usually excursions, if you have that big of a party, you can usually add, you can usually add in another person later. Yeah. I mean, I would just kind of wing it and know things all work out how they're supposed to. I've learned that too. Like things just work out like they're supposed to and not everything needs to be a fight and people need to be more easygoing. Yes, we all go. That's great. We all get (laughs) to go. We all don't get to go. Oh, shucks. Oh, darn. You know, when you graduate high school and you're 18, we'll do this trip with you because then we won't have any constraints. Yeah. You You know, know? or I don't know, maybe there's something that you can do to kind of help soften the blow a little bit. You know, something special that the stepson, you know, wants or needs. But I also think you have to let biological parents sink or swim on their own. You know, there is a part, and you've always told me this too, like the children need to know who their parents yeah. are. Yeah, don't hide it from them and be like, oh, you just can't go. Like, be like, look. You yeah. Know, like, I, you I know, love for you to go. I would totally tell my parents, your dad will not let you go. I have no problem saying that to my kids. A, it's the truth. Which sometimes is hard though, because I feel like years ago, you wouldn't have told the kids that. You would have been like, yeah, oh, we're not able to go. But I've grown up a lot. I've had to beat it into you. But that's, you know, I'm. I change, you yes. know, I, I mean, I feel like you grow up, you mature. Yeah. 
you you gain perspective and that's well, and the wisdom and the knowledge yeah that comes with it but it's true i mean it's it's more heartbreaking for a kid when they're an adult to find out that their parents are awful yeah to find it out <laughs> later it's been not that you should badmouth them let me just say that like yep. i would tell my kids like your dad would not will not let you go to europe your dad said no that is not bad mouthing dad that is not putting anyone down that is giving the truth and the facts you're you know not what? saying he's a horrible person and he won't let you go and he's making you miss, you know, then you're kind of leading them towards a path. But if you're just like, so sorry, wish you could go. Your dad said no. But listen, go talk to your dad about it. Yeah. Your kid's also 14 years old. Your kid has a pretty good voice at that. You know, it's not like we're trying to deal with this with a five-year-old or a four-year-old, whatever. Um, 14 years old, they usually have a pretty good voice and kind of know how to navigate their other parent. So maybe... Um, you know, don't put the whole thing on them. You know, if, if yeah. they say no, have that conversation immediately up front, you should be the one to ask, you know, the, the parents should be the one asking the other parent, not send the 14 year old. Oh, hey, no, no, can no. I go parent home? asks, yeah. but a parent says no. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the other parent isn't going to be forthright that and they said no. The kids can have a little bit of a voice and be like, Hey, listen, absolutely. Yeah. I always tell my kids, go work it out with your dad. <laughs> I'm not your dad. I don't have. Well, no, like I don't, I can't tell you what your dad's thinking. I can't yeah. reason. Well, you know what the funny thing like, is too Like go work after, it out with him. Yeah. What they know? say, they've been married, what, six years? Was that what I read? Anyways, a lot of times it, uh, after you have been away from the other parent for the, so long, the kids usually know the other parent better better than you do. For sure. Because people change. People get together with their new, <laughs> with their new person and all of a sudden you're they're like. They're changed. They're perfect. They're happy. Who's they're everything. This person? Right. They're everything that if they would have just done in your marriage, you probably would still be together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it, yeah. Like it's on. Don't be sorry. It's unfucking real. Wow. That you're one welcome. we just have to leave on super loud. Sorry you guys for blowing out your eardrums. <laughs> Julie's fault. Wow. But, um, yeah, I just think that, you know, and then also having them be, go talk to their other parent is just facilitating and encouraging an honest relationship with them. You know, you do not have to be the bad guy unless you are being the bad guy, then own it. But you, the other parent trying to put that on you, don't have it. Don't give into it. That's, that's their mess to clean up. Happily let them send the, you know, you don't, don't speak for your ex. Yeah. And let your all. kids. That let will come ki- back to bite you And in let the butt. your kids form their own opinion of your ex, of their parents. Yep. Let them, because. That's right. You do the best you can. Your kids are going to see through everything. They're going to see everything you do. They're going to see everything their parents do. And they're yeah. going to draw up their own conclusions. Yeah. Oh, and P.S., do not get upset with or like if you're so the situation the dad is is putting all this money in for this trip which is such a awesome thing right as grandparents hopefully we're in a place where we'll be able to do that someday um if you if 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 the dad has to eat thousands of dollars because stepson can't go in the end do not hold any resentment or bad feelings if dad says he's done and not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like you have to be. But also. and Like I thought, let it go. Like be understanding, be gracious, and don't bring like, it up again. But also don't hold it over the kid's head. Don't blame it on the kid. You know, this is not the kid's doing any part oh, of this. Oh, it's not the kid's fault. Yeah. I thought but that's where you were going in, with that. No, I'm just like be informed of the possibility and don't. Make, like make plans accordingly. Yeah, because now dad isn't just being nice. He's also gambling. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, and stepkid is going to feel left out. Yeah. That is a consequence to this, right? Yeah. A consequence to stepkid not going is stepkid's going to feel left out. So it's a lose-lose situation. You know, either kids miss out on a lifetime of or a life you know, experience like a once in a lifetime experience with the family and you miss out on making those memories with your kids as well, which you only have them for a very short amount of time. So that's a huge loss for a parent to have to miss out on having that experience with their kids because of a stepkid that creates resentment. Yes. Right. But then stepkid having to miss out 
on that experience altogether creates resentment. And so a lot of time blended family is a lose-lose situation and you just kind of have to pick the lesser of two evils. At times, don't you feel like that? Are you really closing me out? I have so much more I want to talk about. Uh, Yay, you get to miss dance then. (sighs) We're going to go ahead and close this off. You get to miss dance and I will eat at midnight. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Write us some more questions. (laughs) And as I start our song out to... (laughs) exit us again if you guys are enjoying (laughs) this and you're watching us on youtube leave us those thumbs up give us those comments write in email leave those five-star reviews that are only able to be left (laughs) and never mind the old sailor here thank you guys for tuning in (laughs) to blended life well at least she loves someone right welcome to blended families welcome to blended lives and we will talk to you next week bye guys (laughs) bye you guys Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.